welcome to this edition of Labor Vision. I'm Bob Delaney, Executive Director of the Institute for Labor Studies and Research. Labor Vision, a production of the Institute, focuses on topics of importance to working Rhode Islanders. We hope you enjoy this edition. Welcome to Labor Vision, the at-home edition. My name is Erica Hammond, and joining me today from our at-home studios is Larry Pirtle of the uh, NEA Rhode Island. Thank you so much for joining us, Larry. Oh, thanks for having me. And now I want you to give you the opportunity to just give a brief uh, introduction of your union and the members that you represent. I know you've been on plenty of times in the past, but for those who haven't seen those episodes yet, uh, if you just explain who you represent. Yeah, we have 12,000 members, and Obviously, we represent a lot of teachers, a lot of educational support professionals, uh, classroom aides, custodians, et cetera. We also represent municipal employees, uh, higher ed, uh, both public and private, CCRI, uh, URI, uh, Roger Williams, uh, RISD. And uh, we also represent um, a lot of the employees at the Department of Health who uh, right now working 24-7 and are on the front lines of uh, all of this. Wow. So amidst the COVID-19 crisis, I want us to focus on um, the teachers that you represent and the large, the major changes that they've had to make in the shift to distance learning uh, in the middle of this crisis. Can you talk a little bit about uh, when this started um, and how that initial shift took place? Right, just about a month ago, the uh, governor announced that she was closing schools and uh, gonna give a week, April vacation uh, took place during March. Uh, so we could prepare for this. And the last three weeks have been doing distance learning. And I think uh, parents will tell you, administrators, teachers, uh, students, that this has worked well beyond anyone's expectations. Mm-hmm. But it's also been a lot of, lot of work and a lot of effort to uh, convert from you know, every day in the classroom to distance learning. Um, you know, teachers have children at home that they also have to uh, teach. Uh, parents are at home. Uh, some working, some at home. They might have, you know, three, four children that are uh, they're all trying to balance. So it's a balancing act and a lot of flexibility needed. But learning is occurring in uh, a lot of states. Um, education is occurring in Rhode Island, and uh, we're going to get through the school year and have a complete school year, which uh, uh, puts us way ahead of uh, uh, again most states. Mm-hmm. And I I know from seeing a lot of uh, the teachers who are talking on either social media pages or at, my neighbor is a teacher as well and she has two young kids at home. This is, you hit the nail on the head, it's a balancing act. This is so difficult and they're making it happen, which is amazing to me. I can't, uh, I can't tell you how uh, proud uh, I am of, of the effort and what they're doing. I mean, it is. And uh, flexibility has been the key, working with the governors in the governor's office, working with uh, the commissioner and ride. Everyone understands the uh, complexity of this, uh, and, and it's different. Uh, every school district's different. Uh, in some places, they're doing more uh, live distance learning than in others. Some places, they're uploading lessons uh, and just checking in. But the main point is here that students have uh, some continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, they're being checked on, and for students who are, are vulnerable or, or have uh, issues that need to be addressed. Counselors are checking in with them every day. Uh, there are resources that the governor has established through like uh, link, 
where children or parents of children in crisis can immediately reach out and then they follow up with the school district. So it's just everybody pulling together to make it happen. Uh, and right now we have about daily attendance uh, for students taking part is at 90%, which for a wow. lot of districts is higher than normal. So, I mean, this is just, uh, again, not there aren't issues, not there haven't been glitches, and it's a lot of work by a lot of people, uh, mm -hmm. but it's working. And it's a, it's a large learning curve, but can you talk about some of the different platforms that teachers are using, the tools that they're using? Well, they, you know, just like we're using Zoom today, I mean, Google Classroom, uh, and those things they can reach out. Uh, by emailing, by uh, contacting by phone. I know if a student's absent, uh, you, staff are calling to find out if the student's okay and, and you know things that they need. Uh, and again, flexibility is the key. Um, not, not everybody uh, had internet service when this started, so that took a little time, but right now, uh, something like 97 to 98% of uh, students have internet service uh, through either hotspots or in in home uh, Wi-Fi, so uh, flexibility's been the real key here. Uh, you know, whether it's a twenty-minute lesson one day in math or a twenty-minute lesson live lesson in English the next day, and then assignments. And again, parents are uh, picking up the uh, burden here too and helping uh, their children at home. So um, I I keep saying this, but we I've seen a lot of states when I talk to my uh, other state presidents around around the country. A lot of their states are just throwing up their hands and say, well, we'll try distance learning or we'll try homeschooling. We actually, in one month time, Rhode Island came, up, came together with a plan and have implemented it. Yeah, it's really been incredible to watch it unfold. Yeah. And and hearing you say yeah. those numbers is incredible. The 90% attendance rate and that um, now at this point, 97 to 98 and hopefully even 100% of students all have internet access. I know that's probably one of the largest fears is that will students won't have access to this or students will get will fall through the cracks. Yeah, one of the things we have to and that's one of the things we really we're all concerned about is making sure that they don't fall through the cracks that students who might, you know, come from poverty or have uh, mental health issues that were being addressed or other concerns um, that we make sure we reach out to them every day. Uh, you know, students are still getting breakfast and lunch being delivered and pick up places and, uh, you know, secretaries and classroom aides have been doing it, the bus companies have been doing it. So it's really, uh, it's just everyone pulling together to uh, make sure that uh, if the governor says, you know, some learning better than no learning, actually, I think we're, we'd all agree that quite a bit of learning is going on. And uh, absolutely amazing to see. You mentioned that having teachers reach out to students because having that the normalcy of having another figure in your life that you can reach out to and confide in is so important for students i know that one of our leadership for future participants this year is an nea member she's a teacher uh, and she was talking about how important it's been for her to reach out to those same students who daily would come to her and wanting to talk to her um, and be just reaching out and saying that i'm here for you i'm proud of you for doing the work that you're doing is really important you know, and, and I, I think, think we're as adults, we're all anxious and concerned about what's going to happen. And if you're uh, a student, uh, especially a, a young student who's maybe having trouble understanding this, they're anxious too. So to have somebody be able to reach out to them and to have something that's familiar to them, mm -hmm. teachers, teachers really do care about their kids and 
they're concerned about their kids. And they, you know, so many teachers posted about, you know, the first day of going back to distance learning or, or seeing their kids live or being able to talk to them uh, was the best day of the year because they got to, they got to make sure their kids are okay. And right. it's good for students to see uh, and be able to, they can't get out of recess time and socialize, but they can check in with their other, their friends as well. Right, that's really important. And I know that you discussed a little bit earlier some of the concerns through all of this, but can you highlight that a little bit more, some of the largest worries and concerns through this process? I, I, I think, you know, again, we know that, you know, some students uh, would adapt to this and, and would, it would do very well. We also know the, the struggles with the internet and so forth, uh, try to address those. Uh, students with special needs, especially some of the programs that they need. Uh, again, students who are uh, having difficulty, but the, our counselors and our special ed teachers, they're just reaching out and uh, I see special ed teachers working with regular classroom teachers, working with classroom aides, just like they would in a regular school setting uh, to make all this work. So uh, that reaching out is, is, is so important. And as we just said, uh, students knowing that there's that, somebody's out there that cares about them and it's going to be there every day for them is really important. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Is there some, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, before we close this session? No, I just, I, I, you know, to all the teachers out there, the, the classroom aides, the, the parents, the secretaries, all our members, uh, they're just doing a terrific job. And, and to the parents who are getting involved, I think, uh, Everything you see from, you know, from politicians and parents and students and teachers and everybody, uh, they're so happy that, uh, again, this has, you know, it's not perfect. It's not what it was a month ago, but the fact that it's working and uh, students are, you know, we're reaching out to students and young people and helping them is just, it's just tremendous. Absolutely. And I commend uh, NEA Rhode Island for all the work that you guys are doing. This is, it's a lot. And when you come together, you make it happen, and you guys are making it happen. So, kudos to you guys okay. as well. Thanks. It's uh, compared to what they what they're doing in, uh, for their students every day. My job's easy, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great to see it all coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm happy you're staying safe in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, we'll be back with some better news when we're back in the classroom at some point. Uh, great. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Erica. Thank you, Larry. For those All of you right. who are watching from home, thank you so much. You're watching Labor Vision. Uh, stay positive, stay safe. Reach out to your fellow teachers, to your community members who are teachers. Thank them and uh, appreciate the work that they're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Labor Vision. We appreciate your input and encourage your comments. Labor Vision can be seen on this channel three times each week. Tuesday at 7 p.m., Thursday at 8 p.m., and Saturday at 5 p.m.